Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And again, I'm your host, Irvrish, and uh, we have been going through the uh, book of 1 Corinthians, and uh, it's been kind of interesting going through it. We've learned quite a bit and covered a lot of ground, and today we're in Lesson 19, and we are now going to be starting Chapter 15, which is quite a long chapter, and it's called the Resurrection Chapter, and it deals a lot with resurrection, and we get to the end of this chapter, the last closing verses, excuse me, uh, we come to a portion of scripture that I really love, and uh, I've kind of memorized some of the verses uh, because I really, uh, they really impressed me. And, well, we'll, when we get to that, we'll talk about it. But let's get right into the, uh, into the study because it's, uh, it's actually, uh, it's actually quite a long chapter. So let's just, uh, dive right in. Okay. The resurrection of Christ. And this is, uh, what this section is about. Now I would, uh, remind you, brothers. <coughs> Uh, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preach to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the words I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. And you know, this next section that I'm going to read right now is probably the clearest explanation of what the gospel is. And uh, Paul says this, For I delivered to you, first importance, what I had received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, uh, and that he appeared to Cephas, which is uh, Peter, then to the twelve, and he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of who are still alive, though some have fallen asleep or some have died. Uh, stopping here for one minute. This is the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he uh, was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. This is the gospel, plain and simple. The death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That's a good news for us. And we, you know, everything that's preached to us for salvation is proven in the resurrection of Christ. He proved it, that he could raise from the dead, and that there is life after death. And that's very important. Then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. Last of all, to one untimely born, he appeared to me. Paul was on the road to Damascus, and we looked at his his conversion when we first started this uh, study, and uh, this he makes reference to right here, for he figures he was the least of the apostles. <clears throat> I gotta have a drink of coffee here. <sighs> Very good. Uh, so he figured he was the least of the apostles and unworthy to be called an apostle. But I 
uh, persecuted the church of God. This is why he figures he was the least, because he was going around persecuting the church before he actually became an apostle, before he was called by God. But this shows you the power of the Spirit in converting somebody like Paul. And Paul is a good testimony. <clears throat> well, he says this, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, uh, and so you believe. And really, that's why we preach uh, the gospel, to bring people to the Lord, to save people. Well, now it continues to talk about the resurrection of the dead, and uh, it says this, Now if Christ is proclaimed as risen from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, uh, if it is true that the dead are not raised. Well, you know, our resurrection all hinges on, on Christ's resurrection. If Christ is not raised, then, uh, then our preaching is really useless because everything is founded and framed on the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was the first fruit of the resurrection. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it uh, falls to the ground and dies, then it brings forth much fruit. And that is what the metaphor is of Christ's death. He died. He was basically put in the ground. He was put in a cave, in a grave. But then he came forth. He rose from the dead, and he was the first fruits. And now there's going to be many, many that come after him. So he's the first. And it goes on to tell us that, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is fruitile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have no hope in this life, only we are of all people the most to be pitied. We are most miserable, if this be true. But the fact is this. But the fact Christ has raised from the dead uh, his raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And that's exactly what I just got through saying. 
For as by one man came death, and that was Adam, and by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, so as in Christ shall all be made alive. Oh, that's so blessed. That's why I love this chapter so much. But each in its own order, Christ the firstfruit, and then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God and Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. He, for he, must reign until he has put all the enemies under his feet. Wow, what a blessed hope we all have. You know, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And that's exactly what guys, God says here in verse 26. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But what it says, all things are put in subjection. It is plain that he is uh, accepted who put all things in subjection under him. Uh when all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection, subject, su subjection under him, and God may be all in all. This is God's for perfect plan, and it's going to happen at all at Christ's second coming. That's because he raised from the dead, and he's alive right now. Uh, he's seated at the right hand of God the Father in heaven, waiting for that moment, that time that only the Father knows. Not even the Son knows it. Said, I, I don't understand this, but, but, but Christ being God, I don't understand why he doesn't know, but God the Father, is. it's in his authority. So, you know, as we look at these, at the person, of the Father and a person of the Son. There's such a great relationship there. Well, otherwise, what do people mean by uh, being baptized on behalf of the dead? This is kind of an interesting verse. Uh, do we, does it mean that we, when people die, we become, you know, we be baptized for them? I don't believe that's what it means. Uh, if the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized on their behalf? Uh, this is something that they practiced, but it was something that was not really taught in the church, I believe. I, uh, I'm i not 100% sure of what was going on here. Uh, there are probably a lot more learned men than me that could explain this, and yet it still is not clear to me what is meant here. Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, uh, by my pride in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die every day. What do I gain if, humanly, humanly speaking, I found, I fought with beasts at Ephesus if the, uh, the dead are not raised? 
Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. You know, that kind of reminds you of that commercial, that beer commercial. Uh, you know, just grab all the gusto you can, because that's all there is. Well, I'm telling you, this is just a, a saying that Paul says here. Let us just eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. What's What's the reason? Well, that's because you don't believe in the resurrection. The resurrection is the most important thing. Uh, do not be deceived, he says. Bad company ruins good morals. Wake up from your drunkard stupor, as uh, is right, and do not go on sinning, for some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. So again, Paul is really putting down the uh, the uh, the Corinthians. Well, we're coming now to uh, the best part of this chapter. And this is probably my favorite part of, uh, of the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. And uh, I'm going to end this podcast here. I'm not going to go into the rest of it because I want to save it for the next time we get together. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I so so enjoy this portion of scripture and uh there's not much i can say but that i'm so looking forward to what's going to happen in the future and uh i know that i'm going to be part of it because i have put my faith and trust in christ well with that i'm going to end my podcast here and I'm going to end it like I always end it. God is out here, and we can find him in our Bibles. And we've been reading about him, reading about the Father, the Son, looking at the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and really, uh, God is in our Bibles, and we can find him there if we just pick it up and read it. So with that said, I'm going to end my podcast here, and I'm going to tell you, have a great day. Lord bless until we get together the next time. Bye for now.